He's unable to clear it. Here's a chance. Bending ball, and that one sneaks its way through. And Avayavu has a brace in the game. Well, welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Afterburn Soccer Show uh, with uh, a, good, a good time to talk about a, a fantastic goal from Avayavu. Uh, leading to his brace in otherwise a disappointing result for North Texas Soccer Club. My name is Nathan Hill. You can follow me on Twitter at Nathan J. Hill. And we're, we're here with our buddy Tom, Tommy LaBeouf here is getting situated. Um, uh, you can follow him at Tom underscore FC Dallas. And we should be joined by Jose Carmona, or we call him Chico, but uh, he's, he's having some technical issues. Um, it, it's just been... This has been technical issues uh, at times for us here as we've we've, uh, we've adjusted. Oh, in, in fact, here comes here comes the man right now. <laughs> yeah, we can hear you, Jose. Awesome. All right. Well, good. We, we get all situated here in our three-way um, conversation today. We just opened with the hope of a Yevu Galazzo. A uh, beautiful goal uh, on his brace for the day. But then, of course, North Texas goes on. This is in the afternoon game before the evening cap. Uh, to to, to ha go, uh, Tyshawn Rose goes gets a second yellow quite quickly after his first yellow. And then uh, North Texas goes down to 10 men and then Rapids to just pounce and, and, and score four goals against North Texas. It was a very disappointing collapse. Well, We'll hear from Coach Cano here in a moment. And then meanwhile, FC Dallas played at Minnesota for the evening game, closing out a week of action, of Major League Soccer action. And it, while it wasn't the most exciting match in the world, FC Dallas kept a clean sheet, a 0-0 draw, a vital away point, a little bit of, of revenge for um, what Minnesota did to FC Dallas on the opening season match in Frisco, stealing three points uh, in Dallas's own house. So let's just start with the um, with, with the Dallas result. Uh, you know, I, I know a zero-zero draw is not ever the most exciting thing for a, a, a soccer fan, an FC Dallas fan, to come away with. And yet, an away point is always pretty pretty important in this league, pretty good to get if you can in this league. Uh, just your reactions from the match, Tommy. Well, it wasn't pretty. Uh, you know, let, let's start with the, the bright side. We got a point on the road. We had a clean sheet. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you watch the game, it wasn't fun to watch. I mean, um, we're very lucky uh, Minnesota can't finish because they had a, quite a few shots in front of the goal. They just, you know, they went wide right or wide left, whatever. It was horrible finishing. But our defense was pretty suspect. Um, the whole game, everywhere you looked, in my opinion, it was just not good enough. Whether it was Jesus having that one-on-one -on -one with the keeper, it was just not good enough. It wasn't USA-level finishing, and he, he can do better, and he'll be the first one to say that. But even the midfield, we looked slow. We were not winning the open balls. Uh, if you give one thing to the Minnesota, they were bigger. They were faster. They were, they were getting to the balls. Um, it just wasn't very pretty. Uh, it, it, you know, you can take the positive. We got the, you know, the point, but not every team is going to kick them wide left like that. And uh, I think that there's still hope. I mean, we're still in fourth place, and we have the summer window. Hopefully, 
one player can make a difference. We didn't have Velasco. He can make a difference. One goal can make a difference in this game, right? We could be changing our tune, right? If it, Jesus finishes it or if uh, Velasco was here and got an assist, it would be 1-0. We come home winning. Hey, we won the game. We might have a different opinion. But I, I, I think it's black and white. This team is not playing well right now. And allow me to disagree with Tommy 100%. Uh, first of all, any point on the road, in particular against a team that just beat you at your own home, it's a good result. Also, we didn't have Farfan out there, so we got to see what Hunkwa had to offer. Uh, I liked it. I liked what he did. No, no, uh, Vel, um, no Alan Velasco. I mean, and frankly, whatever. whenever Minnesota did get a shot on goal, Pass was more than up for it so and, and mind you it, it's we had as far as our fans are concerned probably the worst uh backline pairing out there in martinez and ibiaga so i mean no no far fan no no nikosi tafari out there and you know i i think you have to be pretty happy with the result i think what fans are upset about is that the team didn't look like it was playing to win. That's, that's, they were, the team seemed to be happy to let things stale, go stale, and, and, and they were happy to just let Minnesota flail without doing anything because Minnesota may have looked bigger, stronger, but they still look like a, like a team that should be happy with a draw at home. Yeah, yeah, and, I think that's and, and, you know, let's face it. I still remember the times when this team used to be horrible on the road. And, you know, it, I don't have a problem with Dallas playing this way on the road. Now, if they play like this way at home, I have a problem with that. So I, I can't be upset with this. I, I We got to see what, what Farfan's backup could do. He handled it well. Great, great, great news for Farfan, who who deserves more rest than he's gotten uh, in, the, in this, these past two seasons. So I'm happy to see that his backup can come in and give him the rest he needs. I I can't be too upset with the result. I, I do wish the team had done more. Um, my concerns are with, with uh, like, like Tommy said, the lack of finishing. If you're going to play this way, you have to absolutely make the team, uh, the opponent pay when you get a shot uh, at their goalkeeper, and and the team simply failed to do that, and I think that's yeah. the only thing I, I agree with Tommy on is that uh, with Tommy on is that Ferreira needs to do better there, um, and uh, we have to start getting a little concerned with Jesus Jimenez, who frankly, I mean he's doing some things nice, but he's not scoring, so that's that's a concern. Uh, I don't want to blame it all just on, on Ferreira. I'm just saying that the, the attack is um, a little disjointed. Well, I, that, I want to make sure I'm not blaming Ferreira at all. I, I said he could have done better. On yes. The oh, yeah, yeah. But, the, the attack, but, the attack but, could have done better. Ferreira's results in the game depend a lot on his service, right? And I got to be honest with you. I don't think Ariola's playing very well. Legit looks slow. O'Brien was on the left wing. I don't think he did much last night. And, he, and actually, I think O'Brien has played better than Ariola to this point. I, I, and Paxton is not 
in the final third. I don't think he's being a, a difference maker. Uh, and so that all plays into Ferreira's success and not success, right? So I, I, no way am I blaming Ferreira on the game, but I said he should have done better there. At least get a shot off, right? Yeah, I think I think, and I think, like I said, that the attack is disjoint. It looks disjointed. So yep. I think there's a little bit of blame to sprinkle across the board. And mm -hmm. and yes, absolutely correct. You know, Paxton. I mean, he's getting banged up, beat on, and and you have to think that that's having an effect on him. You know, the the opposing teams are doing what they need to disrupt him. And, and I think with that said, one more thing is that I think we got to give Minnesota some credit on the defensive side while they. We're not great attackers. They were strong in defending, and I think the way that maybe they're, they're built, they give Dallas challenge, right? And yeah. uh, Dallas it's a, won't it's play a, like this against it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a mid to low block team, and and those yep. always give FC Dallas problems. And and yeah. I think right. I'm happy to get a point against those type type of teams. Hate to see them play against those guys because Dallas is playing like them now, so. You know, they're seeing that what they're seeing what's working against them and saying, hey, you know, maybe we can do that to them, too. And I said it earlier. I'm sorry. I was just going to say that 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 because FC Dallas is opting to match those teams play styles, us fans are the ones that suffer. It's a boring game. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I was going to say a few shows ago before this game, I said the wingers, I thought, have not played well. This year, and including Velasco, when it comes to beating people on the edge, getting into the box, dribbling in, I, I don't feel like the, the wingers are doing well this year. Um, but on that note, I think Velasco has made some plays where he can dish a man and get a get a uh, um, a pass in. But as far as you know, in the past we've had wingers that would come in on the sides and, and you know and pass the ball in the middle. I haven't seen that this year. I feel like the wingers are really been a C, a great C this year. And and to add to that, I think uh, Velasco is is um, still the fact years old. that uh, the, well the fact that I think the fact that Ariola and Legette are struggling on the right side makes it tougher for a kid like Velasco who's who's you know who's causing some pan, uh, havoc on that side when when he can't count on the guys on the other side to to pitch in. So I think it makes it easier. The fact that Ariola and Legette are struggling makes it easier for opposing defenses to focus on the guys that are playing well in Velasco and Ferreira and try to shut them down because they're not too concerned about what yep, those guys exactly. are doing because those guys are struggling. Mm -hmm. So okay. I think it makes yeah. the team, the, the, the attack, more one-dimensional. And, you know, this is one of their other iterations of this lineup, um, especially with, with uh, Junka coming in, Junka. Uh, and, you know, you just – you're missing Velasco again, giving O'Brien a second straight start. Uh, it's just – we're just going to see a lot of variations of this team lineup, but especially this month, the really congested month of May for FC Dallas. They're going to have to rotate. So there's a little bit of, of good technicalness here for Nico to say, let's make sure Velasco gets healthy. Let's get a guy like, uh, like Sam, um, you know, back in the, in the starting lineup, get him some minutes. Let's you know. Let's continue to, to get some guys some minutes and see what we have because we're going need to need these guys down the stretch. We just cannot run our team into the ground. It's going to be a pretty right. pretty brutal month. Well, let's let's jump before we move on from this. Let's just hear Nico's post game response. Uh, I, I was just asking him about. I was hey, you know, an away point is always tough to get. You know, his his thoughts on the match. 
Well, as you said, no, it's it's really important after coming from a, a loss and, and having two games away in a row, uh, as as we had, uh, not not conceding a no, uh, another lose and and, and getting uh, something positive and a point, and seeing how difficult it is in this league to uh, on playing away or any game in in this league is is difficult and uh, I think. Uh, I think the the two halves are, are pretty different, right? I think in the first half we had a really good control of, on uh, build up, but uh, we didn't create uh, much uh, chances. And then uh, we we lacked on uh, on uh, playing deeper. And uh, these crosses that we had, uh, I think uh, uh, some of them it could go on the ground, and others we could uh, be a little bit better and executed better. I think we did a really good job controlling that that side. Um, in the second half, um, the game opened a little bit, as you know, in this league, uh, they start a little bit of fatigue. The opponent also playing at home uh, opens uh, more and uh, we found spaces to uh, to counterattack and have transitions moments that help us to create uh, more dangerous plays than uh, in the first half. I think uh, uh, we, we were very close to scoring some of them. And, uh, and uh, the other side, I think, uh, uh, defensively, uh, we showed some moments where we were very compact and solid, and other moments that uh, it was difficult uh, to to stop the attack of the opponent. And I think it's a good learning uh, for us today, and how we can uh, prevent some of the plays that uh, Minnesota created today. Um, in the first half, I I think it was more some of our mistakes and uh, giving up uh, the ball uh, in a, in a, in the wrong spaces. Um, in the second half, it was more in transition moments that I think we prevented uh, well. And a couple of them, we did a good job, like letting uh, the opponent be in offside and avoiding that that option for for them. There's coach, head coach Nico Estevez on you know his thoughts and, and um, yeah, and already kind of seeing him as he's he's grown in his experience in Major League Soccer, especially as the head coach knowing how tough it is to get a clean sheet on the road in any stadium, in any situation against any team, whether it's there on the bottom of the table or at the top. Um, um, so, so taking credit from that, but, but I love how he, he just uh, puts his, puts his sort of his, his fingerprints on sort of, you know, how we look at the whole game sometimes and it kind of blends in together, but yeah, like in the first half, the team did seem to be a little more in control of things. And then in the second half, um, it, it felt like a different kind of match as Minnesota pushed and as things unfolded, as more space was created um, and, and what that means for a team and how you adjust to that on the fly. So, um, you know, I just think, uh, uh, as you mentioned, Tommy, this team is in fourth place in the West. We've had a lot of other results go our way. It's going to be getting into this really, the really slugfest of the season where it's just going to be a grind. And so every point you earn, um, home or away, is going to be really vital for, for the long-term picture. But there's going to be those games where you'll be happy just to go in and, and see a game out, uh, you know, or, or see out that 0-0 draw on the road and, and come away with something, right? Uh, you know, I especially in this this month of May. So uh, I, I don't know what it holds. I, you know, I, I, I want Velasco to get healthy. I want Jesus Jimenez to get right. Uh, I want us to figure out 
maybe maybe we have an open door at right back. Um, maybe even at left back, there's going to be competition now. And uh, I, I think the big question is, as the summer ticks closer, who is that player out there that FC Dallas could potentially, if the right deal comes available, get that new DP, DP in maybe to really help this team take that next step? Is it a midfielder? Is it another attacker? Is it a, is it a legit center back? Um, what do you all think? It's got to be that number six. I mean, if you look at all our, our starting lineup, the one area that's still unsettled, you know, between Surio uh, and and uh, and he performed okay, but he wasn't great, and his backup's no better. And honestly, of of all the spots, we all know it. We've known it for years. We still need that DP number six to come in. And, and while that won't write everything, solidifying your defense and, and, and being secure in the back goes a long way towards making sure that you're a solid playoff squad. Um, other than that, that's I'm looking at the schedule and <laughs> brutal, but you're looking at what, like eight matches in like a 28-day span. That's, that's You're looking at basically a match every three days, three or four days for from the 6th all the way to the 3rd of June. Wow. This team's going to be tested hard. And on the bright side, we'll know once that stretches over what kind of team we've got for sure because all them, all the mm. – Nico is going to have to give minutes to a lot uh, – he's going to have to count on Hunqua and Jimenez and, and you know – Tafari and Siki and these guys are going to be getting minutes and, and, right. and they're not, they're going to have to get starts if he plans to keep this team fresh during this, during this, this brutal sked, uh, slate up ahead. Yeah. yeah I, I think we need another center back. I think we need a, a legitimate center back. Uh, we're living with three and I feel like Tafari is upcoming and the other two are, are very old. And uh, I, Martinez doesn't have pace. I, I feel like we're we're living on borrowed time back there in the in the center back. Well, I, I agree. I agree with you, Tommy. And and, and because of this brutal stretch, we may uh, see one of the two guys playing for North Texas. You know, be given a shot. So I think the the Open Cup, you're going to see a lot of North Texas reserves. I, I, there's no way this 24 man roster can compete in all the leagues. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think that's the right him. way to go. I mean, yeah. you want to see Norris uh, get some minutes and, and, and sure, uh, Endele, I, I could see, I'm not going to say all of them, but I could see them giving four or five guys from North Texas a run out in the U.S. Open Cup. But yeah. does that mean this, if, if they do that, does that does that mean this team isn't taking it seriously? Because, I mean, that's, that's my opinion is if you're going to, if you're serious of actually competing for the U.S. Open Cup, then then you need to run out at least a, a first, a partial first team out there, not not a team dotted with players that are playing for your reserves. Well, let's let's use that that opportunity of thinking about our reserves to talk about North Texas. Uh, what and let me just say for the first 52 minutes of this match, even though the Rapids too looked like 
the top league, a top team in the in the Western Conference of, of MLS Next Pro, with the amount of attacks and the dangerous looks they were getting. North Texas was in control. They had a two nothing lead. Tyshawn Rose gets a red card, and well, the Rapids two pounce, um, and it was just a tough, tough uh, situation. And so let's just before we we talk about it. Uh, that 4-2 loss in Denver. Uh, let's just hear from from head coach, North Texas SC head coach Javi Cano after uh, after the match. Yeah, uh, thank you, Nathan. I, I'm very disappointed, you know, because uh, like I say, we are not so far from Colorado from Colorado performance. We were two 0 up, and after this red card just change the game you know and and all the effort we were doing all the all the tactics we were creating so like just get to the trust because after that uh, we are not mature enough this this was my message to the to the player we need to we need to learn that that situation like we are we are too too nil up and we need to fight for ourselves just being one player down we don't need to concede any any single situation and at the end and at the end, we concede, and we were very vulnerable on the on the back of our fullbacks, and and they created chances for them. Kudo said that what um, Rapids two did is that they went right after both outside backs, and especially uh, because Tyshawn Rose is, of course, the starting left back. Uh, Malachi moved over, shifted from the midfield into that left back role, and Malachi is a sixteen year old academy kid. And Rapids two pounced, and they just overloaded him two on ones, and it was just it was just too much. It was just too much for the youngster. Um, and and even you know you expect Rapids probably are going to grab a goal, maybe even two goals. But so you expect, hey, you're up to nothing on the road. You at least want a point, right? And and, and then they just give up four goals in, in a quite uh, a period of time. It was tough. It was tough. Um, okay, let let me let let, let me talk about the good things that I like right, right, right up to that red card though. I, I actually like that, that North Texas was being very physical in their approach. Um, maybe too physical, but, but they were matching the physicality of, of the Rapids. And you saw this when, when uh, Hope got that PK. Um, he, I don't, I think he, I think he kicked the ball to stance or something. So he got a yellow. And then shortly after that, in his next the next time he touches the ball, he gets taken down hard and the Colorado player gets yellow. And I think I think the the refs were basically trying to get the match under control because they, they were handing out handing out yellows left and right. So you kind of saw that red coming. It was coming um, simply because the officials were handing them out left and right and and, and it's it's tough, but at the same time, it is an excellent learning experience for a young team to find themselves, you know, up to zero on the road with with uh, less than friendly officiating, and 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 a and a and a good team. Like I said, Colorado is is now tops in the West, and it it's tough to get to get uh, that kind of result on the road, but plenty. Coach, plenty, plenty, plenty for the for for uh, for Kano to basically um, teach, you know, uh, 
very coachable moments from this result. So I think it's a match where on one end you're disappointed for the loss, but you put an asterisk on her because it, it had had this team not gone down a man, I think I think they they walk out of there with three points. Worst case scenario, they they allow Colorado to you know draw the match. But anyway, you slice it, they would have they were going to walk out of there with points, and the red card just changed the whole hmm. like you know changed changed everything. But up to that point, I think I think the team was looking as solid as it's looked in a long time. Uh, it was doing what it needed to do. It wasn't perfect. But it was doing what it needed to do to stay on on uh, ahead of a very good team. There's not, like I said, there's there's like three teams ahead of North Texas right now that are that are playing really well: Colorado, uh, Minnesota United, and and uh, uh, Austin. And frankly, like 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 Coach said, none of those teams. Um, Colorado isn't better than North Texas. Minnesota United is not better, and neither is Austin. The, really, the 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 top of the West is going to be a toss up, and one of those teams will come out of it. And it's just rough to drop points on the road against yeah. these guys. Yeah, and I thought that was interesting that he said, you know, we're not so far from the Rapids too, and, and Rapids have a, they have some great players. I mean, they're they're the, they have the lead uh, the league leading goal scorer, and he's a good good talent. Really, interesting. he scored, uh, you know, in this one and. Um, good, good dynamic player, but uh, really young team, um, trying to figure things out, learning on the real, learning as they go. And and by the way, Tommy, I, I, I thought this was interesting in the game because they did. The, I think their only their only first team player was was Indeley, right? Indeley, um, yeah, yeah, and and then. Um, Otherwise, they were missing. Uh, Norris wasn't on the bench. Corker wasn't there. You know, so I think uh, right. th- that was an interesting thing that this team is always going to deal with. I think they could have used those guys. They would have been a little more savvy. Um, well, yeah, it's always tough at that league. Yeah, it's the fact go. that they were. It's the fact that they were traveling uh, to Denver, and the team was in Minnesota. So you have to make the decision and say, "Hey, are we going to make uh, Kamango available?" Are we going to get Mulatto available? And the answer is no. So this is going to happen when 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 the we have conflicting schedules, and I think taking that into consideration, I think North Texas handled itself well. Like I said, I I totally agree they're, with. They're with, up with, to zero. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally agree with with the manager is, is that this team isn't. It's it's a couple of of uh, learning several things and, and learning to perform in such situations away from being a top top of the table team and 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 that's the difference i mean the teams that they have lost to um uh, are not bad teams you know um i think the only one the only one i thought was a bad loss was uh uh monarchs but monarchs turned around and and followed up that that win against north texas with a 5-1 win so there's another a team that that is turning the corner. So kudos to them. And, and, and I would say makes that my one bad loss that I had for them wipes that out and says, you know, I don't think North Texas has a bad loss. They just, they have some results that they wish you could take back, but it's a young team. It's early in the season. They're still learning. If we're still seeing this, some of these issues, uh, 
you know, a month from now, then I'd start to worry. But I, let me add another another positive. With Hope Abievo out there, this team is just a different beast. You can see it. You can see that he just makes things happening out of nothing. And having that kind of player out there, you know, Avievo's right now is essentially your your team MVP right now. Right. And having him healthy and having him on the on the field, it makes things happen for for this team. And and I look forward to seeing this team basically, you know, with hope starting. I think they'll do I think they'll rebound perfectly from, from this. I'm I'm not too concerned. Like I said, seeing Hope out there and seeing just what a difference he makes. You know, one player but he makes a, ma- a massive difference, and and I think he's showing you that he's the next guy that's gonna that that should at least get a look with the senior team. Hmm. You think for the Open Cup, maybe? I I don't know about that, but you know, at least at the end of the season, because uh, you know we weren't sure if they were gonna try to sign Mulatto or Kamango. So I would say at the conclusion of the season, sure, I like to see them give uh, Hope a shot to to earn a spot with the senior team. Yeah, he's. I think he's he's flashing something, and so it'll be interesting to see how they rate it, um, how they rate him, and and maybe you know um, he's at the right level, or maybe they they you know maybe he's a he's like a, a Ronaldo Damas, he's gonna land at the USLC level or something. But um, it he uh, it'd be nice to see him uh, uh, to, for the for the senior team to have a a legit left winger backing mm-hmm. up Velasco. You know mm-hmm. that's. Instead of this flopping and, and taking and may, taking right wingers and slapping them over there, maybe they're they're timing this right because I I think we're getting close to the end of Obreon's contract and so you know that may that spot may begin to open up and then you know you have a guy that you could bring up but anyway um, that'll be later in the season conversation and a lot of a lot of pieces <laughs> a part of that you know I I don't know I I don't have the the for his contract, for what he's getting paid, O'Brien, I think it's a clear that I don't have a problem with them continuing him. He's been uh, serviceable. He's been serviceable. He's he's getting I mean, he's he's getting paid adequately. He's a solid piece off the bench. I'm okay with him coming off the bench. He's a good yeah, kid. As long right? as, I mean yeah. And and I would prefer that he gets beaten out by by uh Kamango or or, or Andalay or one of these kids than them not, you know, extending him and then handing the job to someone who's not ready. So he's having his issues, but, you know, he's a real pro, he's serviceable, and he has he has his, his, his spots where he can help this, this squad. And like I said, I'm not looking forward to the end of his contract because he's, he's, he's a good guy. He's, he's not, not costing yeah, too much. Me too. Like I said. Let let the kids beat him out, you know. If he gets beaten out by Kamungo or someone and then and drops, then I say, okay, then then we can let him go. But until that happens, I don't have a problem with him sticking around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, O'Brien had a part of that play that I think that um, Kamungo got his first goal, right? I mean, he, he had to cut yeah. and he slid it. Yeah, I mean, that was a really nice play. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, we wish to see more of it. But at the same time, like I say, and, and we'll find out. I mean, he's going to get uh, – O'Brien's going to be one of the beneficiaries with this stretch coming up. And and maybe, maybe like I said, maybe some North Texas kids will get minutes, but O'Brien will probably be the biggest beneficiary because he'll he'll be given tons of minutes um, 
especially with Velasco, not 100%. Yeah. Well, and this North Texas team, is, it's doing its, its role this season. Um, it, it was interesting because I asked, I asked uh, Coach Cano in another part of the, the conversation just about, like, you know, is this where, you know, you want to be at this point in the season? Did you think you'd be higher? But he said, you know, of course they want to win, but winning isn't the point, which is a little interesting. I think Coach Kaw w- wanted to win uh, and, and – um, and so was less flexible, but I think uh, Cano knows that this is an opportunity. This is a, if North Texas is going to fulfill its kind of purpose. Certainly, they want to win. They want to compete. They want to be, you know, in the playoff mix. They they want to bring home a title. Every player wants to. That's kind of a given. But to bring along sixteen-year-old, seventeen-year-old academy guys, see what you have to give them a chance to step into the next stage and show if they're ready or not if, if, to, to show the academy players that you work hard week in and week out, you're going to get this opportunity and you may get to quickly move up and, and play competitively uh, against some excellent talent. It's an exciting thing. And so, but you're going to have those growing pains along with that. You're going to have guys having to learn the hard way. If you drop concentration, you know, this is what happens. I mean, it, Antonio Carrera, after the game, said that they lost their heads. And, and you know, th- those four goals came – or at least three of the goals came pretty quickly in a, in a you know, five, ten-minute run. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they came in a bunch. Absolutely. And so, and so I think he's right on that the team just sort of is learning those hard lessons of, like, uh, you know, what do you do in these situations? And you can't learn it except if you just live it and experience it. That's what soccer and life is about. So um, – Interesting stuff to see as this team kind of grows and gels. And, and it's interesting because of the reserve picture, because it is about get, keeping guys like Corka and Norris, who I think will have a role to play in the Open Cup and stuff, fit and as possibilities. But it's also about those academy kids who aren't even signed to deals yet, giving a, getting a chance to, to see uh, where they are in their development and what they might offer. So it's, it's interesting to watch them. It's exciting to watch them. And, and, I, I, and I could see this, this season going two different ways. I mean, I could see this team getting things together and really competing. I could see them kind of stumbling a bit more throughout the season and having and, you know, kind of missing out on some opportunities late. But it, that doesn't mean it's a failure of a season. So it's just, it can be, could be very interesting. No, no I mean, you had um, Molina out there. You had Ursula out there. You got the young kids getting those minutes. And that's priceless. You know, you can't put a price on that. Putting them in situations like that, where, where, where uh, you're winning, and then all of a sudden you you you're down to ten. Those are real life situations that these kids will need to uh, learn and 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 handle better, especially if they want to be you know playing at a higher level. So absolutely, you know, not, nothing to hang your head on on this. You know, it's it, you knew once they went down to ten men. Like I said, the, the defense hasn't been up to its uh, up to to last season's level and and being down a man and like you said having having some young players out there it, it was it was something you could see happening and hopefully this team learns from it so that the next time they're down to 10 which will happen it's a long season it'll happen again hopefully they handle it better next time hmm. 
Well, let's. I think that's that's it for the show. I mean, it's a zero-zero draw kind of weekend for FC Dallas. There's not as much to talk about. We're hoping these guys get healthy. It's going to be a crazy May, a wild May, a, di- a packed May, a lot of soccer to enjoy, um, and uh, you know. So we'll have a lot to talk about in the coming weeks. You know. Yeah, and, yeah. We'll uh, have just, like. Good. I was going to say uh, we're going to have like two matches a week to talk about. Yeah, I was just looking at FC Dallas. They posted uh, seven hours ago, eight games in the March of May. So, eight games. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh, it's a lot. A lot of soccer up ahead. Like I said, we'll 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 get we'll know at the end of the month where exactly what kind of team we got. You know, are we mm-hmm. is FC Dallas a uh, uh, top four team? Are they still going to be there eight weeks from now? Are they going to be a U.S. Open Cup contender? And, and same thing with North Texas. You know, we'll, we'll see where they are. are. Have they rebounded? Are they going to be challenging for for a playoff spot? Because, like I said, you got three pretty hot teams ahead of them, and they're going to have to find a, uh, keep up with them, keep up with Colorado, keep up with Austin, keep up with Minnesota United. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, this weekend, back at home against St. Louis FC, our first uh, meeting with St. Louis. Should be Tough interesting. Match. Not, not, yeah. not going to be easy. And yet, there's a blueprint for how to beat St. Louis. So um, there's a blueprint, which which will be interesting to see if uh, FC Dallas does, which is give St. Louis possession, and then and then when they give it up, punish them. Yeah, St. Louis is a tough team to read. You know, you, 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 they're near top of the West. We're top of the West for most of the season, and and really that that kind of confidence that 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 kind of start season instills. That's really tough to overcome for any team. So I think we're going to be uh, facing a, a confident squad who, who feels they can come into, uh, into FC Dallas and, and walk out with three points. That's it's going to be a combative match. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm kind of curious to see to see how it pans out. I, it's I think it'll definitely be a way more exciting match than, than the one we had this weekend. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see Barlett coming home, right? Yeah, coming, that's right. Yeah, coming home. <laughs> He's from St. Louis, but coming back to Dallas. I, actually, I was never surprised that he got picked up by them. I, I, I wanted to say it before they cut him that I fully expected him to land with St. Louis. Although I, I will say that I expected him to land with, with their reserve squad because, let's face it, it's their expansion team. They, they have massive holes to fill. And, and a player like Bartlett, who, you know, first-round pick, played a lot for <laughs> North Texas – that's a very inviting opponent uh, kind of player to bring in. <coughs> and let's face it, um, we all have our negative things to say about Barlett, but the reason the team drafted him, the reason FC Dallas drafted him, is because they saw similarities to to Tafari. You know, they 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 said, hey, this is a big athletic player. If we can teach him some better mechanics, teach him, you know. Uh, how to compensate for for his lack of awareness and stuff like that. This is a guy that can be molded into a kind of player that can, you know, um, step in and help the first team. What did happen for Bartlett, but he's had a full season under his professional season, and obviously he picked enough that St. Louis says, hey, yeah. You know, and they've given him a start. They've given him his minutes, and he hasn't uh, hurt them. So kudos to him. Sometimes yeah. you just gotta have a little patience with with players, but at the same yeah. time, he he had to be go let go because if you keep him here, then 
he's basically <coughs> he's ahead of, of you know do you start him ahead of say, say of Norris was just open cup and the answer is no you, you want Norris to get those minutes and so you know I'm cheering for Bartlett. I hope, I hope he has a, a successful MLS career. You know, I wish, I wish we would have given him more time, but it didn't happen. And yeah, you know, and, and Johnny Nelson and, and Johnny Nelson will be back. Um, sad yeah. to see that guy go, but you kind of understand he was coming off a tough injury, and you know, yeah. you you know, good, you good reserve a spot for a guy like that and hope he comes back. Or you know, not, so you not not the first player that the team has moved on from due to injuries where they said they'd rather not risk it. And then the guy goes on and, and does well. Mm-hmm. The other guy that had an injury that the team walked away from that we all kind of said, well, that was a waste was uh, Chala. Chala had an injury mm-hmm. and, and they opted to basically move away from him quickly. And now the guy's like a former league MX champion or something, you know? <laughs> so, same thing, you know, Nelson had an injury and the team said, no, we're not going to chance it and moved on from him. And a great player. We knew that once he got healthy, he would help somebody, and that's exactly what has happened. Well, this, this is what happens here. You know, when I say it's time to wrap up and we talk for another five, ten minutes. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. well, let's leave it there. Good night, everybody. Thank you all for joining night, us. Guys. Of course, subscribe, like, share. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Jose. Thanks, Rev. Thanks, Tommy.